0: you ever wonder what would happen if well if if you give a dad a podcast i'm what you call a nerdy fan. i nerd out at this stuff hardcore you'll hear me talk about anime on here you'll hear me talk about power rangers you'll hear me talk about wrestling on here. okay I had a axe handle with a twisted t on me. <laughs> it it right after that <laughs> twisted t video I went viral and man, they went out and grabbed it and smacked a dude in the head with it. It was so... That's great. I'd like to thank this podcast as a nostalgia moment for me. It's a show where I can talk about whatever I want. I'm a, I'm a human and animal chiropractor. There was a picture of me. It looked like I was on the side of a ramen box over in China. But... <laughs> so I took my kids with me to Comic-Con. I thought that was really cool. I don't know if I should listen to this podcast... We'll cut that part out. Like, and then Robert said this. If you give a dad a podcast, available now on all podcasting platforms. Did you ever wonder? What could have been with the AWA had things gone differently, had their fortunes gone differently, had certain wrestlers not left, and perhaps more money would have been at the disposal of the Ganyas? Well, wonder no further. You can go to Brad Drake's YouTube channel and experience the 1987 Supermod for yourself, as Brad Drake starts off in May 1987, along with Greg Ganya, Baron von Rotschke, Vern Gagne himself, Nick Brockwinkle, Larry Zabisco, Kurt Hennig, and a slew of others as he plays and saves the AWA. Hello, everyone. This is Brian Ferguson, the host of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I want to tell you about a new podcast out called Fouls Count Anywhere. It is a classic pro wrestling podcast that brings you the legends of wrestling with true wrestling fans Chris DiCarlo and Charlie Turner. They bring on guests that are legends in this business, as well as wrestlers of today, promoters, referees, you name it. They have them on there, folks. And I encourage you to listen to them. If you're on YouTube, watch them. They drop every Saturday. They have their podcast. They drop it in the afternoon. So look forward to that podcast coming out. Falls Count Anywhere Podcast with Chris DiCarlo. And Charlie Turner, folks, you will not be disappointed. I guarantee it. And enjoy the podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Brian Ferguson, the host of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. We are on today because of you. And in order to continue the podcast and get the guests on here that requires some financial compensation, we're going to need help from people like you. Right now. We're attempting to get our YouTube videos monetized through YouTube. We need 1,000 subscribers in order to do that. So I've decided that if the 1,000 subscriber will get a free t-shirt like this from me and come on the show as a guest on the podcast. So subscribe today. And that 1,000 subscriber will be contacted by me and be given a t-shirt and come on the show. So subscribe today. Subscribe today. You already have. Thank you. If you haven't, please do and tell your friends and subscribe today. And we'll talk to you soon. And enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps: The Talk of Wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today. Has been a fan of wrestling for many years. Has been to many conventions, uh, wrestle Cons, you name it. I want to welcome in Mr. Reggie Hart, Reggie, my friend. Thank How you, you for coming on today.
1: Uh, thank, thank you for inviting me. Thank you, oh, thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. Like I said, uh, I heard about you a few months back. I was at Cauliflower Alley Club. I talked to Maddie Montcalm, and he said you got to get this guy on here, and so. I reached out and I'm glad you accepted. And folks, if you're watching, you can see what's behind him there, are all those belts and 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 photos. So it's uh, quite a guy there. So excited to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. All Thank right. You. Let's talk a little bit if we can. Um how you were raised, where were you raised uh growing up, uh kind of how you got into all this, if you if you wouldn't mind talking about that a little bit. Uh no
1: problem. Um I'm I was born in a little small town in South Carolina, a little small town. it actually called Saluda, right? Mm-hmm. And this is um, long before we had cable. I, I grew up doing, um, you know, I was born in 1972, so I, I just turned 50 this year. So I grew up when, and and this may sound funny, we only had like three stations yeah. over, <laughs> over the air. We had like an antenna and, had moved to rabbit ears and all that stuff, right? <laughs> but we grew up the area I grew up in was closer to I was we were only an hour away from Columbia, but we were an hour away from Augusta. So uh the local wrestling that we used to get was Georgia Championship wrestling over the air. But um again we didn't have cable so I didn't get the 605 we just used to get the local wrestling yeah. on on it wasn't even Saturday morning it was Saturday afternoons on WJBF channel Channel 12, and Channel 6 out of Augusta, right? Yeah. And Gordon Soley, you know, and yeah. all the stars of Georgia Championship Wrestling. Yeah. And um, that's where I first started wrestling And I was young. My dad was a big wrestling fan, and he would go to uh, a place in Augusta. It used to be Bell Auditorium. I think they've changed the name now, but mm-hmm. it was a, a Bell Auditorium and they would have wrestling every Monday night, and that's what he oh, would wow. attend. But he would take my brother, but I wasn't old enough to attend, right? <laughs> but on uh, Saturday afternoons, I would, I would watch it. And, and like you said, we would do that for, you know, every Saturday. And then, I think the year was maybe 1981. Mm-hmm. We got this thing called cable, right? <laughs> and I didn't realize that the local wrestling I watched every Saturday, on Saturday night, they had this weird thing called um, Georgia Championship Wrestling at 6.05. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, two hours. <laughs> two hours of this stuff. And I was like, oh, my – and the thing is, I didn't realize how much I was missing because, you know um, – the local programming wouldn't always show you everything from the 605 Georgia show. Right. Yeah. So I was so amazed that, you know, the more content and then on the 605 show, they were bringing other people from other territories yeah. that I was like, that I only see in the magazines. Yep. So yeah. So that was really, you know, that was really amazing. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: And, but, um, after we got cable, that's when I got introduced into my, my other favorite mid Atlantic championship wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and that's when I you go back and forth between georgia and mid atlantic that's why i say you know you i know you say you're an a w a guy yeah. and i see you with the 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 new n w a but i'm i am straight old school mid atlantic n w a georgia the yeah. whole territory that's who i am, and you can't see my shirt um But um, even my moniker when I go places, I take pictures. I call myself Mister Six (laughs) Hundred Five. I love it. I love it. (laughs) In the belt community, that's they call me Mister Six Hundred Five. And I was gonna put it down by my name, but I didn't want. I was like, he's not ready for that yet. So I was (laughs) like, that would have been
0: fine. That would have been great, actually. (laughs) But but that's my that's
1: my gimmick. When I go places, they like that's hey Mister Six Hundred Five, hey. Because what happened is, is um. This guy named Brian Lassie had started a podcast called the Six Hundred Five Super Podcast. Yeah, and I I started listening to that, and I bought some T-shirts, and I start wearing Six Hundred Five Super Podcast, and I start becoming the Six Hundred Five guy, right? Yeah. And after a while, I was like, "Hey, hey, this Mister Six Hundred Five is sticking." So, like I said, I, I was like, "I don't know if you see it." Look, there I'm it like, is, Mister yeah, Six Hundred Five. Yeah, and, and hey, that's and, awesome. and that's that. Hey, look, that started to be my gimmick, and that look, and that's what I'm sticking with. You know, yeah, what I'm saying everybody, yeah. everybody has to have something. Yeah, but um, that's pretty much how I I got started, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if, if you, I can continue if you want to. I can please, just keep going. Please, okay.
0: please,
1: yeah. So um, grew like I said, grew up in a little small town, watching um wrestling into into the 80s, and you know the 80s wrestling to me that was. You know, I know we lived through the 90s with the whole Nitro Raw thing. But the 80s were, were to me, it was the like the biggest time in wrestling. Because mm-hmm. um, I would wake up on a Saturday morning in the mid-80s. I would wake up to Georgia Championship Wrestling in the morning, Mid-Atlantic, and then start getting Mid-South, UWF, yeah. even, even Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah. It, it rest, wrestling was on all day long. And yeah. I thought that was... You know, my whole Saturday afternoon was planned out, and then at night six oh five it came on. It's like that thing; it was great, right? Yeah. And and then you know, wrestling transition, and and when NWA kind of phased out and went to WCW, I still watched it, but it kind of it kind of lost a little bit of its thing because it went from being the old school wrestling to they're trying to be like what Vince was doing up in New York. Yeah. And I watched it but it you know, it just it just wasn't the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. um you you talk about um earlier we talked about one of my most memorable things but I I will tell you uh, the first match that I went to it was in a little small town called Newberry South Carolina mm-hmm. in the uh Newberry High School and the main event was Jack and Jerry Briscoe They were the NWA World Mid Atlantic World Tag Team Champions, and they were wrestling the Uncrowned World Tag Team Champions. It was a great team. One of my top five teams. Nobody talks about Ricky Steamboat and Jay Jay Youngblood. Nobody (laughs) talks about that tag team. But I grew up one of the greatest tag teams of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, in my opinion, great that they don't get enough credit. But you talk about that—that was one of my—that was actually the first wrestling match. I saw was Ricky Steamboat, yeah. Jay Youngblood versus the Briscoes. You know, at that time, the Briscoes they were tag team champions. They were the evil heels. Yeah, and, you know, I, I didn't know Jack Briscoe as being this world. I, they talked about him, but I didn't know him as being this, this world champion from the seventies. Right. By the time yeah. I start watching wrestling, all I knew was Harley Race, right. And then transition to Ric
0: Flair. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So um, wow, uh, that's that's a, that's 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 pretty cool. Uh, I. I'm kind of, you know, I'm a few years older than you. I'll be 52 here in a week. Uh-huh. Um, happy, happy early birthday! Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, but same thing, you know. We had ka- we didn't have cable, right? And all we got was AWA. That's why I'm an AWA guy, right? Right. All we had because I'm from Wisconsin originally, uh, right. so we we're only a couple hours from the cities: Minneapolis, May- May- St. Paul. And same thing, you know. I, as soon as cable hit, I was just like you. Saturday morning into Saturday evening. Wrestling all day. Now I will tell you, you were fortunate. Your parents liked wrestling.
1: My right. parents
0: hated it. And yeah, you, said,
1: you, did. You, 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 but you said your grandma, right? My grandma, see, yes, yeah. <laughs> my
0: grandma would let me watch it at her house. Yeah. So that was the great, the great part of it. You know. So and that's, you know, and I still watch, you know, some of it today, and we'll get into that a little later. But you know, it was an integral part of growing up for me as well, and. People, I remember when I was a teenager, and probably the same for you. I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, right? Uh, but when you're watching wrestling, they're like, "What are you watching that stuff? Well, that stuff's fake, and it ain't. It ain't. You know, it's all." And I get so mad. I'm like, "You know what? It, I, you go in there for a couple minutes, and you see what if it's fake."
1: But, but Brian, tell me something back, and you know, we, we're only a couple years apart. See yeah. during the mid '80s, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but but, and I'm just telling you. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't a smart fan. I wasn't a smart fan. Oh, no, I wasn't either. Until um, I went to the University of South Carolina in 1990, and um, it's this columnist by the name of Mike Mooneyham. Yeah, he had the he had the Post and Courier, Charleston Post and Courier, and he would actually have an article every Sunday, right? Mm. And I would read it, and it's almost like um, dog <laughs> all the wrestlers' real names, and he's 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 telling you what's going to happen, like. From the house, I was like, oh, my goodness. He's telling me about a title change that hadn't happened yet.
0: Uh, and I'm, yeah. like,
1: I'm like, whoa, what, what is this? You know? Yeah. So, but uh, growing up, I, I was totally, when they said kayfabe, I yep. was totally kayfabe, man. Oh, really. I was too. And,
0: and, you know, I believe when the heels beat up the baby faces that they really couldn't stand them, vice exactly. versa. And, you know, when people would say, oh, it's and I, I didn't believe. It. I was like, you know, have you watched this? I mean, these guys are beating the crap out of each other. And this exactly. thing, you know. I mean, back then they drew blood, they did all the. I mean, it was pretty realistic, but
1: very realistic. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, but you know, it is what it is. I still, I, I got a lot of DVDs I watched from back in the day, and, and uh, so you got into pro wrestling pretty young. So as yeah. you got older. You know, you said you went to the University of South Carolina. Go, went game to the Cox, University right? of South Carolina. I saw your video the other day from the, the game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: So, I, what, do you, you what did you sick. study and, and, and what, do you, what do you, when did you get into? Well, um, I ended up with a, and I say I ended up, I, I started out a computer science major, but I ended up with a biology degree. Okay. And right now, um, I work at a nuclear plant. Well, I tell you, I'm like a nuclear chemist right now. Okay. And um wow. look, as they say, um um uh, nuclear chemist by day wrestling fan at night, you know, well old school wrestling fan at night. Yeah, that's right. But uh that that's what I end up doing. And like I said, um even when I was at Carolina, uh what my dorm was uh the Carolina Coliseum was like in walking distance, right? And this is um this is still during, you know, the 90s is during the, the WCW era. And I don't know if you were around here, uh, you know, the WWF was taking over, right? But they haven't made it to the south. Um, this was still, you know, old school wrestling, you know, yeah. the, the WWF didn't come down here. So um Clash of the Champions and House Shows. We actually come to the Coliseum and come to a building um, in Columbia. It's called a Township Auditorium. Okay. That's where on the territory circuit, um, once a month, wrestling or sometimes weekly, wrestling would come to the township, right? But when they had the big events, the WCW or the big stuff, uh, it would go to the Coliseum. And um, I remember going, um, going down there one time um, while I was actually in school, and I was like, whoa, Clash of Champions, this is stuff that I actually yeah. you know, watch on television. Yeah. And I actually went to an event and yeah. then I actually go to uh, house shows um at the township. And back then um I would get ringside seats for like eight dollars. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. you, you, you know, you can't even get in any building, you can't get in the parking lot for eight dollars now. No. Your parking costs you more than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, no. I remember going to the township uh in 1993, and I still got pictures. It was Ric Flair versus Paul Orndorff, and I told you I'm a belt guy, And Ric Flair was wearing a big gold belt. Paul Orndorff, at the time, he was the world television title, right? Okay. And um, I, even back then, I was I was in the belt. I I love wrestling belts, and um, even even a childhood, I would um, and I don't know if you did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I would take a aluminum fall, I would take it, my parents were throwing out an old couch. I would cut the leather up off the back of it. I was making wrestling belts when I was like eight years old or ten years old. So, you know, and um and and the thing is they would look pretty good too. Yeah. And and we would always wrestle in the backyard. I would end up losing losing my belt and I would have to make another one. Cause I was one of the small guys in the neighborhood. You know yeah. <laughs> So, you know, we talked
0: about old school wrestling, but I um I, I had a love for wrestling belts at an early age also. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, because, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I was in high school, I was in a, a drama class. I and mean, think that was part of your curriculum you had to do back then. Right. And we put on a wrestling event in our auditorium. We made the belts. Uh, out of, like you said, we used cardboard, and we just right, wrapped right. it with tinfoil. Right. But we dressed up. Uh, we had... Ultimate Warrior, Ric Flair, wow. Road Warriors, Honor the Giant, Ted DiBiase, all these guys. This was probably 87, 88 right, right. in high school, and I still have that VHS tape because we recorded it on uh, video, and uh, it's funny because you say that, and I think people got a kick out of it, but to me it was something that had never really been done in our school. And there, I think we're, people at first thought we were crazy, Right, right. but it worked, you know, and, right. and we, and we, and we did well with it. So I just think that was a uh, pretty interesting when you talk about the belt. So, yeah. So after you got out of college and, yep. you know, started working and stuff, were you still able to uh, go to shows as much or things like uh, that? Or how did that, how did that go?
1: Yeah. Um, um, Uh, I got, I finished college uh, roughly around 95 and I got married in 96. Mm -hmm. And um, along with myself, my nephew was a big wrestling fan. and He's only like a couple years younger than me. So we would start, this was, and I think about this is the mid nineties, right? So Mm -hmm. think about Nitro started around 95. So um, 96, 95, 96, that started the, the Monday night wars, right? Yep. So at that time, Nitro um, was touring around, right? And again, they were coming to the, the, the Carolina Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And we were actually camped out for tickets for Nitro. If you go back to some of the old 96 tape, if you got some tapes, you'll see me, like if the wrestlers is coming down, I'm like right there by the ring pole, giving them high fives as yeah. they're coming through and stuff like that. We would camp out. And then we got smart. I didn't realize. We used to have record stores around here, and it was a place called Sound Familiar. It was a record store, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that you could actually go to the record stores and buy wrestling tickets,
0: oh, right? Okay, yeah. So
1: so instead of camping out with all these people at the at the Coliseum, right, we would go to the record store early that morning, go right in and buy the same tickets that everybody else is buying because <laughs> it's, it's by, you know what, um, Ticketron or who, who's ever selling them, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. So I'm like, no, I could have been doing this like two years ago, you know. But 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 we were going. We every time Nitro was in town from like '95 up until maybe '98 or '99 or 2000, whenever they stopped doing it, right? Right. Um, we we would do all the nitros, and the WWF um, still wouldn't do big. They would do house shows here, mm-hmm. and we would go to the house shows, but they um, they they were never like. Um, they didn't bring a Raw here till later on, I think. Yeah. It was maybe after they purchased um, WCW, I think, mm-hmm. and um, I think that was the first time I went to a Raw. I think I went to one Raw, maybe I went to a SmackDown later on, but that was like after, you know, sometime yeah. maybe close to the mid-2000s or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. But yeah, even, and I th- think about it, I'm already married at this time, right? Yeah, And, I, and I'm going to tell you a quick story. I remember my nephew, um, We were out, we were making posters, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. You talk about my wife was sitting down helping us draw because she had a straighter hand, right? So all three, we got three grown adults and, uh, you know, 25, 26 years old, sitting on the floor making wrestling posters. So, you know, because we're trying to make the best poster because when you go to those TV events, they would um they would look for the best posters and you automatically, we try to get on television. That's what yeah, we were yeah. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. That's what we were trying to do. But it was funny, <laughs> you talking about being supportive. You know, that's one thing about it. No yeah. matter what I do, and you see the belts around me and all my conventions, yeah. my wife is very supportive. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't say you're crazy or anything like oh, that. She just let, yeah. lets me do me and, yeah. and, and we carry on, you know?
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you, how does your wife feel about it? Because uh, mine's supportive of it. I she doesn't. You Know she won't, she tolerates it. I'll put it to you like that. Yeah, she'll, she, she'll go to some of the events with me and stuff, uh, but uh, she's not into it. She doesn't like you know, hey, let's go do this and stuff, but uh, she's supportive of it, like uh, not as supportive as yours, but hey, I'll, yeah, I'll take no, it. She's uh-uh. a good lady, I said, regardless. I said she's supportive, but she doesn't go with me. She, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: she, went to, she went to one wrestling show with me, but that was like a a family affair where um, yeah. you you know um you ever heard of Joy South Joy South yeah George South yeah. He, he puts he has like a Christian ministry where mm-hmm. he puts on wrestling shows and it was in a place called Charleston South Carolina it was about like an hour and a half from me okay. and we drove down there and um you know it was more like a family thing it was outside yeah. and um and they really everybody had a good time but that mm-hmm. I think that's the only event she's ever attended but like I said the, the whole family went with me then so but yeah. that was the only time other than that uh, um the conventions and stuff I go to. Yeah, she, she's long. never she she's never tired. But uh, sometimes I like it. better. you know, when I do my thing, I um, it's it's sometimes better when you don't. Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I on, get you're, you. You're, you're on your own time schedule and everything. Yeah. You
0: know. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She she went to Russell Con with me in Dallas back in uh, March. Right. Uh, but you know, she just went because one of our boys was lives around there too. So uh she went because of that but uh, you know she she she's a good woman I mean there's right right, questions right about that but she just yeah she's not into it like me and, and so I do my thing and, and like that and she has some hobbies that I don't care for and, and I, I'll, I, I do it, it but you know yeah so you know you said you've been to a bunch a lot of house shows and, and yeah. uh, things of that nature so what's uh probably one of your favorite wrestling shows that you've been to um, besides uh, the one when you were a little kid? <laughs> well, um, well, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to go back
1: to, um, I think I was, I was 12 years old. Okay. 12 years old. And I, I went, it was a, a it was my birthday. It was June 19th. It was my birthday. Right. Okay. And I believe the year was 1986. Right. And my brother had bought tickets and we went to the township. And the main event, right, were the the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson versus Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Oh, right? yeah. And so, so, and again, I told you I'm a belt guy, right? Yeah. So the Rock and Roll Express were the World Tag Team Champions, right? Came in, and um, I I got I got I got a, a set of tags back there, the belts that they wore it in. Arn Anderson was the World Television Champion. Telly Blanchett was the national heavyweight champion, right? Yeah. And and when they walked in, the way the lights was hitting those belts and it was sparkling. I when I say I was in awe, because I was like, oh my goodness, those belts. Again, I'm going back to the belts. You see that? Yeah, guy? yeah, the belt guy. Yeah, yeah. Those belts were so beautiful, man. It's like, oh my, and 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 and. and, and And I don't remember too much about the match because it's so long ago. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. I don't
1: remember a whole lot. But all I know, you know, Ricky Martin, it was back during the time where, um, do you know, um, I don't know if you used to keep up with Mid-Atlantic. They broke Ricky Martin's nose, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So he had to wear um, that little. tape mask, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, I remember, you know, of course, part of they they were able they were able to take the thing off and they threw it out the ring. Of course, they're beating up Ricky Morton, and you know he's the best seller in the business. Oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 best seller in the business. And the thing is, and, and like I said, to this day, I can't even tell you. I'll have to look back. I don't even know who won the match. But all I know is when, when, when that looked, I was 12 years old at the time. I think – oh, no, 14. I was like, I, was, I you couldn't tell me that I was, like, the happiest kid in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs>
0: yeah. And telling yeah. on. Yeah. That would be – I got to meet all those guys at, at uh, WrestleCon. And, uh, right. You know, it's funny that now you look back and they're, like, good buddies now and stuff. But, it, it, you know – I you're just looking like I can't believe that because they used to sell it so good. They did. Back in they the did. day, I mean, I don't, you know, today it's kind of a missing component to me. I mean, they sell it a little bit, but I think with social media and stuff now, you know, one minute they're they hate each other, but then they're on social media. Oh, great match with so-and-so tonight. Uh
1: blah blah yeah. blah. It's I, just, but I think Brian, that's the way that's the way you have to look at it because you know, the whole the whole um, innocence of it is gone, kayfabe is gone, so we know it's not real, so, yeah. um, and, and you you, know, you have your NWA shirt on, that's the reason I started watching the NWA a few yeah. years back, because it reminded me so much of mm. what I grew up with, mm. and even before Nick Alders won the belt, when they had yeah. Tim Storm yeah. with the title, yeah. and then, um, and then, um, you know, the whole thing where he's trying to regain the belt, when he lost to Nick Aldis and the NWA, they put like this ten pound series. Yeah, with, like, yeah Cody on it. It's like it's like oh my goodness, who's ever doing this stuff is great. Yeah. It's, and because you know I'm all about the storyline. Yeah, and the the storyline yeah. was great, and yeah. that's what I love about NWA. And y'all guys talked about it on on the podcast. I think I think I yeah. did. Yeah, um, they, they went back to the studio wrestling oh, and man. um, going back to the podium. It's like oh my goodness, yeah. it. it it worked. It still works it if you know how to do it.
0: Yep, it I wore this works. shirt because of you. I'm just telling you. I knew you were a, a Georgia Mid Atlantic guy. Did, did you? Uh, did you really? Yeah, did you did really you. did. No, I did. That's why I wore this shirt because oh, okay. I went to NWA seventy in Nashville four years ago now, and uh, when uh, Nick Aldis regained the belt from Cody Rhodes, I right, was there. Right. Right. That's another event my wife went to because okay. it was in Nashville. We did a little swap you know i'll do this you do that okay great right right, but, uh, right. you're right and, and i wish you know you and i are old school mm-hmm. uh and i i think the same way about that as you do you know tell you, you gotta tell a story tell you a just story. can't tell a story for uh, two weeks and then and you go to a pay-per-view and then it's over and then and, and, and you like, gotta what happened? build what happened to the state? Exactly. exactly. Built, like you said, the Ten Bonds of Gold series with Tim Storm and Nick Nick Yeah, they built. They built uh, it right, and, and it's a lost to me. A lost, a lost art. Well, well Brian, did you?
1: Um, you, so you you didn't attend Starcast. Starcast was back. Um, no, I
0: didn't. It, it was.
1: Starcast. It was in. Um, it was in Nashville. It was in Nashville back in. It was yeah. Ric Flair's last match, yeah. and I saw him. it was I sometime go. in July, right? Yeah. And um, if you if you go back and look, I don't know if I posted it on my, I post a lot of stuff in my groups and on Twitter, but okay. uh, me and Maddie took a lot of pictures there, right? Okay. Yeah. But, but um, one reason I I went because I, I and don't get me wrong, I could care less really about Ric Flair's last match. It was mm-hmm. just the fact that okay, Ric Flair's having a last match, which if he win lose, it, it doesn't really matter, right? Right. But the whole the whole thing where they built it up with him and Jay Lethal and mm-hmm. then Jeff Jeff Jarrett. And I was like, whoa, this is this is good. Yeah. This is good. You know the whole press conference they had?
0: Yes. When, yeah. When Rick
1: Flair was making a mockery out of him and him and his dad. I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. And then they went out to the parking lot and first Jeff tried to help him. Rick's like, leave me alone.
0: I'm like, who came up with this? <laughs> this is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Story built. Built.
1: Storytelling.
0: Storytelling. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, really, A you know, I even went back, Reggie. I don't have cable out here. I live out in the sticks. But I have, you know, uh, Roku and stuff. So I get Hulu. Right. So I watch Raw a couple of days. Sometimes. I just started watching. I just I want to see, okay, maybe they've changed a little bit since Triple H took over. It has a little bit. Um. But it's still, to me, I mean, the NWA you know, with Billy Corgan, how they're doing it right now with the studio, uh like you said, the studio uh setting and like the old days, you know, with Teddy Long was the referee in there and, and right, uh right, right, right. Uh, right. Yeah. Pee Wee, uh what was it? Randy Pee-wee?
1: Randy, Randy Pee Wee Anderson. Pee Wee Anderson, yeah, Anderson. those
0: guys, you know, and they had uh, Jobbers, aka enhanced
1: talent, and, and half the the carpenters, the workers exactly. The workers,
0: you know, they come on every week. You knew who they were, the Mulkey brothers, you, you know? the, the Mulkey, You,
1: you, you knew all of them. Yeah. And even even now, when I see those guys um, at conventions, yeah, I want to get I want to get a pitch with them because I'm yeah. like I'm like I. You guys were great. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I don't know if you follow. You talk about the Mulkeys. Yeah. I even, I, I I was talking to Randy and Bill, and I was like, man, I, I love that match where y'all set them up with the Gladiators. It was the Gladiators <laughs> from, from California, right? The Gladiators of California, and they were already in the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup, right? Yeah. And the Gladiators were coming in, they were going to take on the Mokies, and the Mokies beat them on <laughs> national television, right? I remember that. And I don't know if you remember who, under the mask, was George South and a guy named Gary they Okay. They, they, um you know they 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 who that, that, that who the team that was under it right? Okay. And the Mokies won, and then they they put them you know they got them and, and you know Tony they brought them to the podium and they still didn't have nothing to say. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> that you know that was a deal. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's like, uh, oh man, I can't I can't believe we won. Oh yeah. okay, the Mokies they're going to the tournament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I remember that. Yeah. Multimania. Mania. Monkey Mania. If yeah. you ever listen to Jim Cornette, he, he said he didn't want to start a Malky Mania. He said he yeah. said that on television. But you're right. Monkey Mania was Mulkey running wild back in
0: the 80s. That was some good stuff. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, it was. It was really good. So let me ask you this. I know you go to a lot of uh, the conventions and, and mm-hmm. as much as you can. I go, I go everywhere, Brian. Yeah. I'm, I go everywhere. I'm, I'm getting there. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, have you
1: been to Waterloo? No, I haven't, but Maddie wants me to come. I, I honestly I never knew about Waterloo until this year. Yeah. And Maddie and he like, oh man,
0: next year you gotta go. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to squeeze it in next year. Yeah, me too. This this will be my first one next year mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to. My first Calipolly alley club was this past one, and it was great. I enjoyed it, I had a good time. Uh everybody's real personable. And and so what's been one of your favorite uh conventions that you've gone to? I know you've been to a
1: lot. Yeah, but the the um the one I started out with because around here um now f- far from me about an hour away um they would in Spartanburg uh they had a little promotion called Big Time Wrestling and mm-hmm. they go from like North Carolina South Carolina Georgia I think sometimes they go up north but um they would have like not really conventions they would have meet and greets right okay. yeah that's what I would start doing but um, around here, and I never – I always wanted to go, but they had the, the NWA Legends Fan Fest. They have it every year in Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. And it, um, every year I keep saying, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And I think it maybe it was 2012 or 2013 was my first year going. And after I went there for four days, and after I did that, I'm going to tell you something, I was hooked. Yeah. I was hooked. And I – I went there every year and then they stopped it. A guy named Greg Price, he was motor there, right? Mm-hmm. 2017, he stopped it, right? And it's like that summer came and I was I was thirsting for something, right? Yeah. I was like, I gotta find something to do. And um that year I went to uh place Winston Salem, North Carolina, a thing they have area called Russell Cade. Yep. They have a Thanksgiving weekend, right? I went there and it was even bigger than the event in Charlotte. Right. Yeah. But, um, but it wasn't the same type of event. It was just, they had everybody, every old school wrestler, every, everybody was there. Right. It was mm-hmm. so big, but the setup wasn't as great. Right. Yeah. But once I did that, that was 20, 2017 when I went to another event besides that one. But after that, I, I, um, I, I think I, I lost, I lost my mind. <laughs> I've, I've, um, I went as far up as I think New Jersey. I don't know if I've been to New York. Maybe I have been somewhere in New York. I know I've been to New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, you know, we came down. I've been to Virginia. I've been to North Carolina. I've been to uh, Tennessee. Oh, wow. I, I've been to Georgia. I've been to Florida. And I'm trying to think, have I, I, I didn't go to the one in Dallas. I started to go to Ross County in Dallas, but yeah. uh, I couldn't fit that one in. Yeah. But, um and, and you talk about anything coming up? I'm, um, two. I'm going back to Florida again. Oh, okay. a guy oh, by the name of Barry, Barry, Barry Rose, Rose does it, does, does the CWL. Yeah, and uh, I went in June, and um, I'm going back. I'm going back uh, the first weekend in November. Oh, wow! And uh, I, Dory Dory Funk's. Is, you know, he's gonna be down there. They're doing Magnum TA. Okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of uh, who it was. Magnum TA's partner in Florida, but I can't remember. Oh, he's a floor here with you. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, I can But can't um either, yeah. It, it, yeah, um it it slips my mind. Yeah. But um that's who they're advertising. And okay. um gorgeous Jimmy Garvin's gonna be down there. But yeah, and, and this this might sound crazy, right? But um I'm not really going for the legends, right? Mm. You know who I'm going for? People like you. I love hanging out Those with people. Guys. Yeah, yeah, because in Charlotte every year. I, yeah. I go to Charlotte every year. A guy named Marty T. Mark, he start. He started. Yeah. He started over again in 2019. Yeah. And he calls it the Gathering. Yeah. And when I say When I say it's the biggest family reunion because yeah. we all we all hang out with the legends by day, but at night we're hanging out with each other. Yeah. And 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 you meet you meet so many friends, and then when you leave there, I go to Rosal I see the same people. When I go to Florida, I see the same people and not trying to brag. And you know, you said it. Everywhere I go, somebody knows me. Yeah. People come up to me and like, hey, you're Reggie. I like, yeah, now who are you? Yeah, but, yeah. You know. <laughs> but everywhere I go, people know me. Yeah. And it's just because, you know, I start posting on most of my Twitter social mm-hmm. media and my belt group. And it's kind of flattering. Cause um I went to play a uh, event in Rome, Georgia, and I, when I say flat, this, this um, lady came up to me. She was like, "Oh, you're Reggie Hart." I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, you're a super fan," and she pulled me close. We she took like five pictures. I can't believe I actually, I'm i like, "Whoa!"
0: I feel like I felt like a star. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I felt like a star. I felt like yeah, a star. I, like I said, you're, you're pretty well known uh, in the the fan community. Like I said. Maddie had told me a lot about you and some other people when we were at Cauliflower Alley Club. So, you know, I'm, you know, I've just started here in the last couple of years, really uh, starting to go to different places. Uh, Hopefully I want to get to Iowa next year. I'm going to get to uh, Marty's, the gathering, I'm hoping. The only thing with Um, me is the good thing is my son, he's stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So I'm, I'm going to try to, Plan it around there. it, goes visit him a little bit and then maybe drive up to uh, Yeah, even Nashville. even
1: if even even um even if you you know um uh, don't go for the whole day, try to try to do it a little bit. It's, yeah. it's I'm gonna tell you it's it's I've, great, man.
0: I've heard nothing but great things about it and uh looking looking forward to it and uh, i've heard a lot of good things about waterloo too and i'm looking forward to that and, and is the first year i've heard about that and i'm
1: like wow where's this been and everybody talked about because mm-hmm. maddie of course maddie's a great promoter and he yes. told me all about it i was like oh man because he yeah. was telling me the people that was there mm-hmm. and what what i like what he said is that when you go there mm-hmm. it's not like just like a okay you pay somebody 30 bucks you um you you take a quick picture and you're on your way. He's like, right. no, you at, interact, and yeah. that's what's good about um the one in Florida. It's yeah. an intimate set uh, yeah. setting, so you just don't just take a picture and you right. actually can talk with the wrestlers and do whatever. I'll um I'll tell you a story. And, sure, and I was um um at the last fan fest down there. Bill Eady and um, uh Dosso, They was they would they would did demolition. For the first hour and then the second hour they did Mass Superstar and Crush Cruise, right. right? Yeah. So um, you know, I, I went up to um Bill Eady, and I was like, hey, um you I remember meeting you in Charlotte. He was like, Yeah, um uh, I'm I'm still taking that medicine that your wife gave me. I was like, uh, my wife didn't come. He had me confused with my friend, right? Oh, I, my yeah. friend, I, was, I was like, hey, that's still good. He remember, he remembered you, remember right? Yeah. But I'm sitting there, we and um, we were having dinner while Bill Eady and um, uh, Barry Dorso was talking. And you know, Bill Eady said he had to go use the restroom when he came by. He um, he patted me on the back, like you know, like hey, buddy. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like the mass superstar. Just patted me on the back <laughs> and just recognized. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: How, how, how cool is that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. How That's cool the, is
0: that? Yeah. Now, Calif, have you ever been to Cauliflower Alley Club? No, and I, I keep saying
1: I'm going to go That's, too. and I, I was talking to George Shire, and I was like, I was like, yeah.
0: I want to go, but I, yeah. I just haven't pushed the button yet. You yeah. know? It's great. It's the same type of event. It's very intimate. You know, my- yeah, yeah. You go up. Like, I talked to Lawler for probably, I don't know, 10 minutes. Really? Yeah, he'll talk to you. He'll take a picture with you. Now, at these Russell kind of stuff, he charges, like, you know,
1: a lot bucks. more money. Yeah. Y- yeah, yeah. But
0: at Cauliflower, it was, I think, 20. And okay. And you can talk to him for forever. He signs whatever, and he'll talk to you. Same with JBL, John, John Liffield. He was there. Right. Um, great guys. Uh, all the people that were there were really nice, really, you know, intimate. Like they want to talk to you, they want to interact with you. It's just not sign and see you later. Take a picture all and right. say thanks for your time. Now, WrestleCon in Dallas was like that. Now, I talked to Sergeant Slaughter for a few minutes because in the evening, more people were, uh, doing other stuff but uh right it's mostly like sign take a picture talk like 30 seconds okay thanks for your time and move on and, and, and move on yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. that's the way most of the
1: conventions yeah. are and i'm 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 most i'm okay with that because that that's what it is you know yeah i mean only,
0: they got lines so you got to kind of make keep it moving yeah. you know and i and yeah. i get
1: that but but you know it's only a few just like um okay Arn anderson i've met Arn anderson like 12 times, right? But every time I go see Arn Anderson, I'm meeting him over again because he doesn't remember me, right? But you get a person like Baby Doll, if I go up to her, she gives me a big hug. She's like, Reggie, you know what I'm saying? I love that. Yeah. When, when when they remember you, you know, I'm yeah. Facebook friends with us. Like, yeah, I love stuff like that. Yeah. I see you've even had her on your show, right? I have, yeah, yeah, sweet yeah. lady, sweet and lady. Very, very sweet, yeah, very, very sweet. sweet. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, and, and, and when you go to these places, she doesn't even charge a lot of money for, right. um, I think, um, she's like, right. Uh, an autograph might be 10 bucks, but the pitch is free. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so she, she's, she's great. That's the nice. Yeah. A lot of them are good. And sometimes it's the vendor that they're yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, like when I got this poster signed back here by Rick, uh, I want it personalized to me. And the guy's like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, why? That means I can't really sell it if I ever, I wouldn't, but if I ever wanted to, I can't because it has my name on it. No, nope. right. no personalized. I was like, whatever. And Rick's like, sorry, man, I can't. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Just sign it. He signed it and we took a couple pictures, you know, and moved on, but those belts in the back. I want to talk about those a little bit because you're the, okay. you're, you're Mr. 605 belt collector. I'm, I'm the right? belt guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. 605 belt guy.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right.
0: So tell us. About your first belt that
1: you okay got. um my first belt uh, uh let, let me give you a little backstory i I was sure. going to the conventions uh up in Charlotte and i I seen um Dave Milliken was there the, the the uh the ace of belts right all right and he he have all their belts out there and if you go back to some of um my photos maybe about maybe nineteen years ago, I'll be at his table just taking pictures like oh man, these belts but they milk and belts are so expensive right they're yes. very expensive yes. yes and i was like man i can never afford any of his belts well um fast forward about three years after that i met one of one of his handlers right one of the guys who were helping him and um he told me that um his friend who helped him selling a Dave Milligan belt. And I was like, how much? And um, I'm going to throw out numbers, but um, he said, um, he's got a belt for sale for 1800. I was like, really? I was like, online, they're like 3000. I was like, so I talked to the guy and it was, um, it was October of 2016. uh, And we had a a hurricane coming through Columbia. Right. Um, It was Friday morning. Me and my, my wife and two daughters we drove in the car and we drove to memphis tennessee to meet this guy we got there and um i bought the belt and while we was there we 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 like we been we went to martin luther king where he got shot at right we went to Graceland. we, yeah. we was like okay i've never been to memphis before while we're here we can enjoy it but i drove there and got my first belt it was uh and i, I won't i won't bring it off camera it's right over here it was my you can bring uh, it
0: out if you want to please okay hold on hold on a second yeah, on. no problem bring it out all right. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Let's let's all
1: see right. It. So this is my ah, first belt. The television uh, title. Television title. This is yes. one of my remember I was telling you about um the um uh, the one I saw back in 1986 with Telly yep. Blanchett. Yep. Telly Blanchet and Arn Arn Anderson was wearing this belt, right? Yep. And when I first this is like one of my most favorite belts because when yep. when Destro Dusty Rhodes um was the first person to have this belt. He went from the old mid-line title to this one, right? Yeah. And I, I, it was something about this belt on red leather, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I feel it. And so this was my first belt. And is it my favorite? I'm not going to say, but it's one of them.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's your first but, one.
1: Yeah. So yeah. this belt was crafted by Dave Milliken. Again, you know, I paid by 1800 for it, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, I, I thought I, I I got Dave Milliken's belt. I thought it was good. My second belt... And I don't know if you can do. I you probably can see it in the corner. It's okay. a big gold belt. Do you see the big yeah. gold? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And I, I got that belt. It's signed by every everybody who I considered have, having that belt, except for Destiny Rhodes because he had already passed away. Right yeah, when, yeah. when I say uh, everybody considered, I don't when um, when Rick went to the WWF and he yeah. took a big gold with him and came back. And then they they just renamed it the NWA title or the WCW. I don't count those. Yeah. So I have that belt signed by Ric Flair. I have that signed by Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. And Sting. I think. I think. Okay. I think those are the, um, those ones are the I four. Have. Yeah. 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 Because I, right. I, I yeah because I don't think I mean the only person I don't have is Dusty, Dusty. Rhodes. Right.
0: Yeah. But
1: um. I bought that belt from a company called Top Row Belts and it yeah, it was here in the States, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, um, throwing out numbers. Um, yeah. but I, I paid about sixteen hundred for that belt, right? And and Brian, I was like, damn, I can't do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't do this, right? Anyway, I, I started doing my research, and then um it was this company called Classic Shields over in Pakistan, and yeah. they they're still they're still the best. Yeah. foreign belt maker it is I start buying belts from them, but instead of paying um thousands of dollars, I'm paying three hundred
0: yeah you know what
1: I'm saying four hundred back then they're 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 really expensive now yep yeah, I got it for uh
0: three hundred and that Real, was some... classic, classic shields
1: yep, yeah. oh man you got a good deal then yeah like they're, they're 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 really expensive now, you know what i'm saying they're they're like american makers yeah I got introduced to classic shields and started buying their belt. and yeah. I got you know i got a, uh my ten pounds of gold I got uh the national um title that Tully Blanchard had yeah um I'm trying to think of i I got a couple of belts but then after that I start getting introduced to other makers yeah and other makers and other makers and I swear um i that I got seventy or eighty belts later um <laughs> you know that's where I'm at yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I so mean, big. they call you the the, the belt guy. Yeah, if if, if, if a you, um, when when I go places and um, if I'm if I, and um, I'll send you a couple pictures. Like sure. when when i when I get two beds when I go to a hotel, and the other bed is not but the belts laid out. That's what it is. That's <laughs> I how love many, it. <laughs> that's how that's how many belts I would take. Yeah, uh, to convince and, you. Yeah. And as um, as uh, years go on. The, the belts have gotten smaller and smaller because, honestly, I've seen almost everybody. I wish there were some people back then that I wouldn't collect the belts that no longer – like Buddy Lindell in the National. I wish I had a – I saw yeah. him, but I didn't have belts back then. And yeah. I, got, I got I I I got got a picture with Dusty Rhodes and a Dave Milliken belt, but I wasn't collecting belts back then. It's, yeah. I wish I would have started a little bit earlier, but then – I probably couldn't afford them back then. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So oh, I, you know, yeah. everything works out for a reason. Yeah. But like I said, yeah. 70 belts later, I'm and it's to the point where I'm almost done. The only thing is now I um I I get belts for some of my friends. Uh like um introduced them to a couple makers and yeah. we were talking about Lex before we came on. Yeah. Um I had met Lex um at one of these conventions, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, he follow we follow each other on Twitter. Yeah, and, you know, it's weird when I walk into a building, Lex Luger is screaming out my name, right? I'm like, man, I have arrived when Lex Luger is calling <laughs> out my name, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I-, I showed him. I was like, Lex, um, uh, this is the Southern Heavyweight replica of the Southern Heavyweight title. This was the first title you won back in night like, like 1987 or something when you were in yeah. Florida. And um, and then he was like, oh, that's neat. And then he gave me a big shout out on Twitter. He came to Columbia, South Carolina, at one of these little conventions that were here, and I showed him my United States title. You know, yeah. um, and Magnum TA was on the side, and I was like, um, "I was like Lex, this is the the United States title that you had longer than anybody." I was like, Magnum introduced it, but they yeah. we in the belt game we called us the Luger belt. And 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 Magnum was sitting right beside. Magnus, was like, "Give me a break," you know. what i <laughs> He said, "He said, give me a break." But I was like, I was like, "He's let let's look at the longest reigning United States heavyweight champion of all time. Okay. He, he he held that belt longer than anybody from the from the NWA days up until even into WCW. Right, okay, yeah. had more reigns than anybody. Right. Well, I showed Lex the belt, and Lex like, "Oh my goodness, um, where can I get one of these?" I was like if you want one, just let me know. Cause his, his handler had a little belt, but it's almost like you said, it was like a little, little brass, little, yeah, little... it was, it, it it was garbage. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be <laughs> mean, but it was garbage. Yeah. And so, um, um, me and Lex was following each other on Twitter. Right. And I would just yeah. communicate. And then all of a sudden, um, Lex like, Hey, give me a call. And I was like, what? So, um, I I called him and it went to voicemail. Right. And then the next day at work, I'm at work. Right. And Lex Luger's name pops up on my phone. I'm like, (laughs) I can't believe Lex Luger is calling me. You know, it's like, like, you know, I'm I'm still a fan at heart. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm still a fan. But we went through the process. He told me what he wanted. And um I ended up getting him a belt and and he 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 asked, I was like look Lex I'll give I'll give you know gift it to you because I'm a fan. He was like, nah, we, I'm I'm gonna pay for it, right? Mm. And, and, and and he paid me for my time also. You oh, know wow. I, I, and I'm gonna be honest and not trying to um down anybody, but a lot of wrestlers have came to me and they wanted a belt, right? Yeah, but they didn't want they didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. They you know you know how you know um yeah. they felt like Oh, you're a fan. You should just do this for me. Right. Right. Hey, you know, if it's something with 50 bucks, but I'm not going to, if something's $400, I'm not going to just yeah. give you, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Right. No, I, you yeah. know,
1: yeah. But uh, yeah, I gave, uh, I mailed Lex because I was going to meet Lex somewhere. Cause he was doing something close with Nikita, but I was like, nah, I can't drive up there. So I ended up mailing it to him. And um, he gave me a nice little shout out on Twitter with oh, my name and everything. So I was awesome. like, Oh man, that, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That they that, look. That's why I say I'm still a fan. At home. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I still mark over stuff like that.
0: Yeah. No i I would be in awe too if I yeah. was you. One more question, my friend. Uh, yeah. Up, uh, you know, what are you doing now? We we talked a little bit earlier about it, but um, is there anything you're going to here in the next few weeks or anything coming up before the yeah. new year? Uh, like
1: I like I said, like I said, um, in two weeks I'm going to be um, November November. I think it's the the fourth, no, or the yeah, the uh actually it's a one-day event, but I'm being Florida from the that's fourth, right. fifth okay. and sixth. Yeah, uh that's a CWA uh CWF reunion, um that Barry Rose putting on. Yep. And like I said, anybody that's listening, I don't know when this podcast is gonna come out, but um that's a great event. Yeah if, if you're thinking about going or want to go, it's it's it, it, Barry Barry does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um um at the end uh end of November I'm doing my annual Russell Cade that's in Winston-Salem North Carolina yep. and you can you can visit the website there they got they have so many stars uh there yeah. uh but only one one problem I'm having now is and I think you say you still look at the product I I don't I haven't looked at the product since 2006 like I said I'm I'm straight old school and yeah. I tried to watch AEW but I it di- it didn't work for me. Yeah. The Only thing I watched was the NWA when it came back a few years ago, right? Yeah. So when I go to WrestleCade now, all these people are from AAW and um, I don't know who they are. Yeah. And that's how it is now. I'm going to a lot of these conventions, yeah. and the, a, a lot of the legends are not there anymore. It's almost like okay, if you wrestled in 2006 and you're a legend, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. 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 It's 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 hard to. I watch just kind of once in a while, just kind of keep up a little bit, because when I do go to these events, they have those people there. And so I kind of know who they are. Right, right. Uh, but you know, I'm like you, I mean, I just watch it kind of just to keep up a little bit. I don't watch it every week. I'll be honest. I don't, I probably watch it maybe once, maybe once a month just to keep up a little bit. Uh, cause you know, like I, like we talked about earlier, Reggie. It's it's a week or two of a storyline, then and then it's something different. So when I watch it, I'm usually okay. I'm caught up because it much hasn't really changed except this guy is wrestling somebody else now because the storyline blew from the last paper. Which so, do you move around? And watch do you watch AEW, WWF, or I NXT? watch do you watch it all. I watch uh, I watch a little bit of Raw uh, about once a month uh smack now i don't watch nxt i I just not a fan of nxt i never have been uh aew periodically because they're not they're just cable and i don't have that i just if i catch it on youtube once in a while i'll I'll watch it but but like i said you know uh, we have a lot of similarities other than you're mr belt guy mr (laughs) 605 belt guy and uh I want to thank you for coming on here tonight, Reggie. I really, really appreciate Amen. it. It, 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 it has uh, been
1: my pleasure. I, I was when you reached out to me, I was I was flattered. Cause like I said, um, you sent me a link and I started looking at some of your former guests. I was like, so and that, you know, I don't know if you remember the I was like, so, so why why do you want me? Why yeah, you, you know yeah, me? I remember the message. I was like I was like, and that's what I told you. I was like, you know, I'm just a fan, you know, I'm not you, you know, like, oh, people know you. I'm like,
0: yeah, but not a whole lot. You know, not like that. Uh, you'd be surprised. So, but I want to thank you again for coming on tonight. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, hope to meet you in person, either uh, Waterloo or, or somewhere in the near future. Yeah,
1: I, I think I'll I pass across a cross somewhere. And um, can I can I give a, a a plug for my Twitter account? Sure, please. Yeah, uh, uh, follow me on Twitter. Uh, is that at Reggie Hart? Twitter, I I, po- I post a lot of stuff on there. Even when I go to conventions or mm-hmm. my little day daily posts for my belts. Um, I'm also on Instagram, and um when when you follow me on Facebook, that's more like my family stuff. I don't I post yeah. some stuff, but it's not yeah. you know not a whole lot because uh, I'm gonna tell you something, Brian. You know we're peculiar people. Yeah and everybody doesn't
0: understand us you know what i'm saying so yeah so it's a little different i will post all your on my description below for the podcast i'll put all your social media um, all right links and everything on there for you again ladies and gentlemen mr reggie Harp, sir thank Uh, you for coming on tonight appreciate it really appreciate it folks if you're watching thank you if you are listening thank you and please subscribe and we will talk to you soon